1: Pet Milk presents Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Ed Begley, and me, Hollow Wilcox. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Keith Fowler and directed by Max Hutto with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. If you could make your own pantry survey in home after home where women take pride in their cooking, you'd find pet evaporated milk on the pantry shelf. Sometimes a whole month's supply, because in those handy airtight pet milk cans, the good sweet milk stays good and sweet. Now, that stay sweet quality is only one reason why good cooks cook with pet milk. Extra richness is another reason, for pet milk is good sweet country milk evaporated to double richness. That means it's twice as rich as bottled milk in all the nourishing substances nature puts into whole milk. Good cooks like that extra richness because by using pet evaporated milk, they can put extra amounts of milk nourishment into favorite family foods. In addition, there's the economy factor for pet brand evaporated milk costs less generally than bottled milk or any other form of milk. For convenience, for fixing more nourishing, more delicious food at lower cost, keep pet brand evaporated milk on your pantry shelf. Uh Did you ever try to go to sleep at night with your husband propped up in bed reading a mystery story (laughs) out loud? (laughs) Well, let your heart bleed for Mrs. McGee of Fibber McGee and
2: Molly.
3: As a shot whined through the darkness and four more victims fell to the masked monster, Hemingway Savage, the great detective... Oh, McGee. Let's turn off the light now, will you, dearie? I want to get some sleep. Oh, you go ahead and sleep. If don't worry about me, I want to finish this book. The Case of the Mixed-Up Monster. You go to sleep. How can I go to sleep with you reading it to me? I'm not reading it to you, Molly. I'm reading it to myself. I like to read mysteries out loud on account of because I can follow the story better when I can hear it. Well, that figures. And what a story this is. Listen. Listen. At the sound of the shot, Savage bounded up the ladder, bounded across the roof, and bounded through the skylight. Sounds like a real (laughs) bounder. It says, dashing into the lobby, Hemingway Savage opened the door of the phone booth and made a grisly discovery. Grizzly. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me there was a bear in the farm <laughs> <laughs> Yes, And that's the gimmick, you kiddo. Know? The masked monster was a trained bear, see? That his master had taught him how to handle a gun, see? Only he keeps shooting all the wrong people till finally he gets his master in the end.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, all that can be painful. Yeah. <laughs>
3: well, it was no surprise for me who done it. I'm quick on deductions. I got what you might call a deductible mind.
2: <laughs>
3: I'd make a great detective. All right, Sherlock. Give us a demonstration. Hmm? Let's see you follow the trail to the window. What? Deduce how far you should raise it to get some air and then shadow yourself back to the bed. <laughs> Do we have to raise a window, Molly? There's snow on the ground tonight, kiddo. You know, snow. My gosh, in the morning we'll be froze solid side by side like two long ice cubes in a thread. <laughs>
2: Now, it's not that
3: tall. The snow's half melted already. Now, go on. We need some air in this room. Uh, okay. Whiz, if I'm frozen in the morning, I don't... Hey. Hey, Molly. Come over to the window. Hurry up. There's a fellow across the street watching this house. Oh, McGee, you've had too much Hemingway Savage. Now, let me see. <laughs> see? He's right over there behind that tree. You can see his shoulder and the brim of his hat sticking out. Heavenly days, McGee. You're right. Boy, He's there, spying on our house. Probably a burglar casing the joint. Oh, will he be disappointed?
2: <laughs> that silly optimist.
3: Turn out the light quick, Molly. Well, now here's your chance to use that detective instinct. Now. Huh? What would Hemingway Savage do? Oh, I don't know what he'd do, but I know what I'm going to do. Maybe you should call the police. McGee, I said maybe you should. McGee, get your head out from under the covers. <laughs> ready. Oh, there you are, dearie. Yeah, boy, oh, boy, have I got news. you remember that prowler last night? Oh, yes, I'd forgotten. Well, I I didn't forget it, kiddo, and as soon as I got a chance, around noon, (laughs) I went right over there to see if he left any clues. Did you find footprints? No, the snow's all melted, so there wasn't any footprints, but look at this. His hat. Uh
4: Uh-oh. Yeah, he
3: must have got scared when he seen we seen him, and he dropped it. Dropped his hat. Here. Look, his name's inside in it. Hmm. Yeah. Sure. Hector Howell. Hector Howell. You know that sounds familiar, McGee? Well, it oughta. Hector Howell is the guy which moved across the street next to More Troops a month ago, and which I figured ever since he's been there was as phony as a mustache on the Venus of Milo. <laughs> why, of course, our new neighbor. You betcha. But why should he be spying on us? Because he thinks I'm on to his secret. What secret? Well, I ain't sure yet, but he's got one. <laughs> When he first moved in, I went over there and I borrowed his hedge clippers and he pretended to be a real neighbor. I see. Yeah, and then an hour later, I went over and borrowed his garden rake and he wasn't quite so friendly. A little standoffish, huh? Yeah. Then an hour after that, I went over and borrowed his hose and he gave himself away completely that time. Told me to stay on my own side of the street. That guy's hiding something, kiddo. <laughs> Probably his lawnmower. <laughs> If I'd have made any more tricks, he'd have even been more suspicious. Lucky I never took any of them things back.
2: What do you think his secret could be? I don't
3: know. He might be a spy or a counterfeiter or the guy that sells hot rhinestones. <laughs> hot rhinestones, it was.
2: <laughs> But whatever
3: he is, I'll find out.
2: How Well,
3: remember a couple of weeks ago I got a package in the mail? Yes, and you hid it from me, too. Yeah, well, you know what that was? What? That was a little dandy Dick Chasem detective kit. <laughs> yes, sir. Which I sent away for to a little dandy Dick Chasem. It includes ten complete disguises, a magnifying glass, and the address of a man in Little Rock, Arkansas, where you can buy a bloodhound. <laughs> That's his little heart. He didn't tell me because he thought I'd make fun of him. Huh? <laughs>
1: yeah, and you woulda too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now I can use them disguises and find out what Hector Howell's secret is. I'll follow that guy. Hi, Well, hello, Mister Oldtimer. Hi, daughter. Hello there, Johnny. <laughs> Hi, Oldtimer. You're just in time to hear about the big excitement, boy. I'm going to track down a dangerous criminal. I figure he's a spy or maybe a counterfeiter. Oh, well, you should mention that, Johnny. One of my best friends was a counterfeiter. Yeah. Her name was Wally. Well, it can't be the same one. This yes, guy's... sir. Wally used to say to us, "Boys," he used to say to us. Yeah. Someday I'm going to make a lot of money. Hmm. He never suspected he was going to make it out of lead slugs, tin pie plates, and wrapping paper.
2: <laughs>
3: was he a success in the racket? One of the best, Tommy. Yeah. Started out in a small way, making nickels. At first, he didn't do so good. What
4: was the trouble? Made the nickels out of dimes, daughter.
2: <laughs>
4: took three dimes to make one nickel, and that cut down his margin of profit. Well,
3: he was a real smart operator.
4: Oh, but he caught on fast. You've heard of money referred to as the long green? Sure. Oh, well, he made the longest green you ever saw. <laughs> Dollar bills more than a foot long. <laughs> All Only took two of to make a bankroll. <laughs> Did the cops ever get on to Wally? Oh, that's the sad part of my tale, Johnny. Yeah? The long dollar bills were such a success that he got drunk with power. Oh, sure. Fanched out with a special item that caught the eye of the law, and they drug him away. What was the special item? Well, you know a $5 bill has got Abraham Lincoln's picture on it. Yeah. And a $10 bill has got Alexander Hamilton on it. So I've heard. Wally made a $15 bill... With Lincoln sitting in Hamilton's lap.
1: <laughs> Billy Mills in the orchestra and Jealousy.
3: watching out the window, Molly, while I pick the right disguise here. Out of my little dandy dick-chasing detective kit. Well, now, Mr. Howell hasn't come out of his house yet. Let me see now. I got disguise number 12. That's the angry Frenchman. (laughs) Angry Frenchman? Yeah. That's a Van Dyke beard and a pair of gloves for slapping people across the face. (laughs) I don't think I'd try that. Oh, hey, I got it. This is the one, Molly. Disguise number three. Male Chinese. Help me make up, quick. (laughs) Well, what do I do? You take this adhesive tape and slant my eyes while I put this wig on. That's a wig? Sure. Short black wig. <laughs> to be used with either disguise number three, the male Chinese, or disguise number 20, Harvard man with a crew haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Save it when you're through being a detective. Huh? <laughs> it should be better than steel wolfers scrubbing our pots and pans. <laughs> There now, dearie, your eyes are done. Good, are they planted? Yeah. Now, you can go along without any disguise, kid, on account of because Hector Howell has never seen you. He won't know you. Oh, McGee, look, look, look. Isn't that him leaving his house right now? Yep, that's him. Now, quick, out the door. Little does Hector Howell know it, but Hawkshaw McGee will hound him to his doom. (laughs) Still got the man in sight then? Don't you worry, I ain't took my eagle eye off of him. I'd be a mighty poor sleuth if I couldn't curl a big fellow like him wearing a green tweed suit. Well, you almost lost him at 14th and Oak when your rig slips down over your eyes.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Hector Howell ain't going to get out of my sight, you know, no matter what he tries to do. Where'd he go? He's gone. He disappeared. Where'd he go? Into the shop down there. He did. Which one? The suey Parlor? I'll bet that's it. He's part of a smuggling ring. They're smuggling in them silk things that the Chinese women sleep in, you know, pagodas.
2: <laughs>
3: no, no, it wasn't the suey Parlor. It was the... It was the plumbing shop. Sure, that's it. He's part of a spy ring. They're going to put peepholes in all of our pipes with a periscope in the basement.
2: <laughs> then they can
3: set down there and peep up our pipes. It wasn't a plumbing shop. Huh? It was ye old English tailor shopping. Ye old English tailor shopping. <laughs> that's where he was. Oh, that's his game. What's his game? He's part of a pickpocket ring. He pays ye old English tailor to make suits with shallow pockets so they're easier to pick. <laughs> now, don't jump at conclusions, sir. Huh? Why not wait outside of the shop and see what he does when he comes out? Yeah, I guess you're right. Let's stand in front of Kramer's drugstore here and pretend we're window shopping. You know, looking in the window. Yes. You picked a lovely window, too. That's nice. That's as pretty a display of elastic stockings as I've seen in years. <laughs> Uh-oh, McGee, here comes Mr.
2: Wilson. Oh, now, quick,
3: you, you duck in the drugstore, kiddo. He won't know me in this Chinese disguise. I'll go buy some Christmas deals. Good. McGee. We need more Christmas yeah. deals. Oh, here he comes. Ex- uh, excuse me, please, eh? Melican, Have a yuri, Scotty's matcha. I'm sorry, I don't have one, McGee. <laughs> Here, funny. Me not the McGee. Me, Sing Low.
1: Well, sing as loud as you please, pal. It mm. can't sound any worse than that gibberish you're talking.
3: <laughs> Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, Sing Low. Hello,
1: Molly. What goes on here? Well,
3: he's a detective today, Mr. Wilcox. He's making like Hemingway Savage. Oh,
1: do you read Savage, pal? I picked up a copy of his latest book last night, The Case of the Carefree Cadaver. <laughs> I haven't read that one yet, but tell me about it, Hilo. Well, you know, it was a cold night, mm-hmm. just right for sitting in front of an open fire. Yeah? So I took the book home, and got a fire going. And then you started to read. Well, then I went into the kitchen and made a big pan of chocolate fudge. Oh, chocolate fudge. Naturally, I use pet milk because its richness assures you perfect fudge. Oh, yes, perfect fudge. Smooth as butter and not a bit grainy. Mm-hmm. Well, I piled the fudge on a plate and sat down in front of the fire. And then you started to read. No, then I ate the first piece of fudge. Mm. And was it terrific? Mm -hmm. And then you started to read. No, then I ate another piece. (laughs) There just isn't any better chocolate fudge than the kind you make with Mary Lee Taylor's pet milk recipe. Do you know how to read, Junior? (laughs) Why, sure, pal, but this recipe has been a favorite down through the years, and it's still so popular, it's been named the pet milk recipe of the month, featured in grocery stores everywhere. Okay, Fudgy, but about uh, the Hemingway Savage's book, tell me about that book, the book. I'm sorry I can't, pal, I never read it. You never read it? No, I never intended to. I just tore out the pages and used them to start the fire with.
2: <laughs>
3: this boy has got to go. <laughs> well, we'll let you know what happens with our case, Mr. Wilcox. McGee may turn out to be another Sherlock Holmes.
1: I'm glad you mentioned Sherlock Holmes, Molly. Oh.
3: Why, Mr.
2: Wilcox? Well,
1: because of the people who decide to make fudge and find that they have some pet milk handy. What that got to do with Sherlock Holmes? Well... <laughs> Very good question. But then they realize that it sure looks to have it in their home.
2: Goodbye oh. so now.
3: <laughs> Maybe I ought to track him down. I
2: think. That gag
3: was the worst crime anybody ever committed. <laughs> now let, let me get this disguise off, Molly. It ain't well, Molly right certainly here. didn't fool no. you. Hello oh, there, Molly. Hello, Dr. Gamble. And good day to you, musclehead. head. <laughs> Hi, Melon Chase. You're <laughs> back in the doorway here. I don't want to attract attention.
1: What are you doing? Hawking razor blades for Christmas money?
3: Because uh, I don't want any. No, he's a detective today, Doctor. Ah, uh, there's no use telling him about it, Molly. He don't know nothing about detective work. On the contrary, Flatlip. lip. <laughs> As medical
1: examiner of Wistful Vista, I've been closely associated with our police force. Is that so? Yes, yeah, two of my friends, Sergeant Max Schwartz and Sergeant O'Ginsburg. <laughs>
3: And take me along in their foul car. Well, they must do their fouling in a greyhound butt if they can get you in it.
2: right your size couldn't
3: be. Oh, now, McGee. Have you had any exciting experiences, Doctor?
1: Oh, yes. Had one last week, Molly. We were cruising along when an order came over the radio. Car ten, that was us. Yeah. Car ten go at once to fourteenth and oak. Oh. Car eighteen go to fourteenth and oak. Car twenty three go to fourteenth and oak. Ah, uh, twenty seven to 14th and Oak.
2: My, how
3: thrilling. What happened at 14th and Oak?
1: Plenty. We all got there at the same time, and there was a darndest
4: four-car collision you ever saw.
2: <laughs> well,
4: goodbye, Molly. Happy clues to you, Perry Mason.
2: Goodbye,
3: Jack. Human is too good experiences. When I track Hector Howell down every newspaper in the country... Well, oh, McGee, look. Huh? Look, look. Getting into the cab there. Isn't that Mr. Howell? He must have left ye old English tailor shoppy while we were talking to Dr. Gamble. Oh, no, no, no. That ain't him. Howell had on a green tweed suit. That guy's wearing a blue shirt. Well, maybe he changed in the shop. Ah, uh, I ain't only going by the suit, kiddo. I got a camera eye. And once I put that eye... He nodded to you. Anyone you know? Yep. Who? Hector Howell. <laughs> He's skipping town. He's on the land. Quick, where's our car? At home. Oh, <laughs> it. <is> Foiled again.
2: <laughs>
1: the king's men and let the
4: worry bird worry for you. There's a the new and wonderful pet, one that you should get. It's the craziest bird you've ever. Worry worry, 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 worry. All he does worry. is fret. That's the worry bird, worry for you. That's the worry bird, fuss and chew. A bit. Let the Worry Bird follow a set. Watch the tumble or two. as long as you can keep well and sleep well. When old man's trouble gets tough and the dog gets rough, when you don't have, have to, to take it. Worry. Let the Worry Bird worry for you. It's remarkable what he'll do.
3: the guy slips right through my fingers. Ah, well, we're almost home, then. Hello there, Molly, McGee. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Didn't see you coming. Oh,
1: hi, LaTrivia. What are you so red in the face about, McGee? Been trying to lace your own shoes again?
2: (laughs) I'll tell you what
3: I'm so red in the face about, LaTrivia, because I've been knocking my brains out all day doing a job that that so-called cop force of yours sits around all day playing around instead of doing it, too. That's why... (laughs) Oh
1: no, huh? <laughs> McGee! If you've been directing traffic again, that suspended sentence of yours still stands, by George. No, no, Mr. Ray. No,
3: not this time. No, I've been trailing a criminal, a crook.
1: Well, if you have any evidence of criminal activity, McGee,
2: <laughs>
3: just turn it over to the police. Ah, uh, the police, Paturi. Them lead footed apple snatchers couldn't track a great game with muddy feet across a half acre of bed sheep. I want a criminal trail, boy, I get out my disguises and track him down myself.
4: Where is he? He got away.
2: <laughs>
4: Who was it? A new
3: neighbor of ours, a guy named Hector Howell. I seen him behind that tree right over there last night, watching our house. But before I could get out there,
1: he scrammed. How long did it take you to get out there?
3: About 14
2: hours. <laughs> he ran out at noon today.
3: Yeah. At least I I run him out of town anyway. When he felt the keen glint of my piercing gray eyes knifing into his back, I bet a shudder went through him like he bit down on a cherry pit.
2: <laughs> you
3: know, I can get
1: that just thinking about you, McGee. <laughs>
3: well, he
1: won't be back anyway, boy. He knows I'm after him mm-hmm. and but
3: by- McGee! Huh? Isn't that Mister Howell sweeping off his front step?
2: Oh my gosh,
3: that's him! He came back to make a clean getaway. Come on,
2: Latrivia! Come on,
3: Mayor. You can be in on the arrest. You got your badge? Badge?
1: My police badge? Yes, yes, yes. yes. I always carry it. Just a minute, McGee. I'm not sure this warrant. There's no time
3: to lose now, boy. We're closing in. Now, if he reaches for a gun, Latrivia, you grab him, boy, and I'll drop back and protect Molly. Right,
2: right. (laughs) Oh, now
4: wait a minute. not be hasty about
3: this. Now, just I... a minute there, Howell. Don't make any false moves. What was
4: that?
1: Oh, it's you, McGee. Yeah, and I want to talk to you, Buster. Well, I wish I could say the same, but I can't. Frankly, if I never saw you again, it'd be Don't too... Don't beat sad. around the bush, Howell. You're talking to the mayor of this town now, boy. You ain't Trivia? Latribian. Yeah. Well, uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I am the mayor, but I, Oh, uh, my name is Howell, Mr. Mayor. I'm happy to know I'll you. I'll do the what? talking here, Buster.
2: <laughs> Where were
3: you at half past ten last night? What?
1: I was home in bed, if it's any of your business, but I oh, can't... Oh,
3: yeah? Then how come a guy wearing your hat was working behind that tree right there, watching our house?
1: Oh, where did you get such a stupid Show idea? Show
3: him the evidence, McGee. Show it to him. There. You deny this is your hat? Yeah. we can get you for perjury, you know. Can't we, Latrivia? Well, I hardly think there's any That's perjury. my hat. Where did you get that hat? Aha, uh-huh. he admits his guilt. Dropped it last night. Beauty, Why, you give me my... hat! Yes, you push my husband, you big lugan. <laughs> Stand back there, Howell. How would you like the mayor to punch you right in the nose?
2: <laughs> what? I'd love it. Oh, no, I assure you,
4: I, I have no intention of punching any...
2: you. Arrest that man.
4: Who, me?
2: Uh, Just a,
1: a minute, minute. Yeah, I'm not... You lay a hand on me, mayor, and you'll be the next ex-mayor. What right is this rat had to come over here with my hat, which... That's it. Mayor, I demand you arrest this
4: man for stealing my hat. What? Yeah. Oh, I don't think McGee would... I mean, it's the wrong size.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you don't arrest him,
4: I'll call the police. Now, don't push me, Don't. If you don't arrest him, I'll call the governor. Stop serving me,
3: McGee.
1: I oh, I've arrest that man. Call oh, oh, McGee, I'm
2: McGee. I'm McGee, hush, all of you. Hush, okay. Quiet.
1: Here comes the little girl down the street.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, don't let her hear you arguing like that. Oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> Hello there, Teenie. Hi, Hi there. everybody. Hello, Hi, Mr. Mitch. How yeah. Mr. Howe, little
1: Hector, huh? Little Hector's out in the backyard, Teenie. Run on back there and play.
2: Oh, there it is. There's the hat. I've been so worried about the
1: hat. This hat, huh?
2: This Yes, little Hector and I built a snowman yesterday. Right behind that tree there, and Huck said we could put his daddy's hat on it, and today the snowman was all melted, but the hat was gone. (laughs) 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 Well, what do you know? Molly,
3: that was just a little snowman with a hat on last night that frightened you so.
2: Oh, heck.
3: That's what I say. Oh, heck. <laughs> well, it's nice to have had this chat with you, Howell. <laughs> Drop over sometime. Uh, yes, and uh, bring your wife. Yeah, we'll play some connector. Well,
2: <laughs> goodbye, night, all
1: right. <laughs> and Molly return in a moment. You know, people do a lot of kidding about the terrible biscuits of bride bakes. But I'll bet a lot of brides are mighty good cooks especially those who use Mary Lee Taylor husband-tested recipes. You see, first these recipes are developed in the famous pet milk kitchen. Then they're sent out to homes like yours, where the wives try the recipes and report what their husbands say about the food. And only those recipes given a big okay by husbands are called husband-tested. And you get one of these valuable husband-tested recipes on the label of every tall can of pet-brand evaporated milk. And don't forget... When you get that milk, you're getting milk that's double rich, concentrated to double richness by evaporation. And you're getting that milk for less generally than you'd pay for any other form of milk. So make sure the milk you buy is test, evaporated milk. And make sure the recipes you use are husband tested.
3: So after me and old Hector talked talk things over a while, we've we become very good friends, Molly. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, we decided as long as we were neighbors, we might as well be real neighbors. And anything either of us wants to borrow, the other guy will let him have it. Yeah. hmm He just called up, Gary. He? Oh? He's coming over tonight to get your car keys. Hmm? They want to go to Chicago.
2: <laughs>
3: Where's my ball back? What are you going to do? Just what I promised to do. Let him have it. <laughs> Good night. Good night, Al. <laughs>
1: If you tried honestly to be helpful to someone in your family only to discover that you weren't really wanted, what would you do? Well, that's the question young wife Sally Carter faces in the story of the week on Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor program next Saturday morning. Be sure to hear this story of family relations next Saturday morning. And remember, following the story, Mary Lee Taylor will give you her special recipe of the week for delicious snowball cookies. Easy to make, wonderful for Christmas. So tune in sure next Saturday morning for Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor program, a Saturday morning favorite on NBC. Next, it's Big Town, then Playhouse on Broadway on NBC.
0: Say goodbye